twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And we're here for the very first episode of the Two-Way Radio Show. This is a podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we're going to start right from square one and cover some of the basics of two-way radio communications. We'll begin with some of the terminology, introduce you to the different types of two-way radios, and the differences between them, and we'll review a popular handheld consumer radio, the Midland GXT1000 VP4, and take some questions from folks in the forums at twowayradioforums.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source for two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. So, let's start off with the basics. Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about uh, just the basics of consumer radios, so it's probably best that uh, we start by talking about terminology, some of the common terms you're going to hear as we go on, on on these shows when we're talking about the radios. To start with, GMRS and FRS is a term you'll hear a lot. GMRS and FRS refers to the system frequencies that the FCC has set aside for these radios to use. Any of the radios that we sell in the consumer radio category that are labeled GMRS, FRS, will be compatible with each other. You can buy a Motorola and a Cobra GMRS radio and be certain that they're going to talk to each other. With these systems, GMRS and FRS, channel one on one manufacturer is going to talk to channel one on another manufacturer. So that really just refers to compatibility between the radios. It gets a little more technical than that, but um, for purposes of this show, that's where we'll leave it with GMRS and FRS. You'll also hear us talk a lot about channels. Channels is a really basic function of two-way radios, and they allow you to separate yourselves into groups and avoid interference. For example, you and your family go to a theme park. You might say, everybody, go to channel one. And as long as you're all on channel one, you'll be able to communicate with each other. If you find while you're there, someone else is using channel one, you start hearing their conversation, everybody can switch to a different channel and avoid that interference. You may also want to put adults on channel one, kids on channel two, so you don't have to listen to to the kids chatter all day. So channels are, are used in that way with consumer radios. There's also something called... Uh, privacy codes or interference eliminator codes or sub-channels. Privacy codes are referred to in many, many different ways, but what they really do is eliminate interference from the outside. If you're on channel one, you can specify a sub-channel on your radio or a privacy code, and then any other radios that are also using that same channel, but without the privacy code that you've selected, 
will be screened out and you won't hear communication coming from the, those outside radios. You'll also see a lot of consumer radios or GMRS, FRS radios have a weather feature. A lot of customers that call us are looking for a weather feature or weather functionality and what this does is turn your GMRS radio into a NOAA weather radio. So if you're outside, you're camping, you're hiking, and you think there's a storm coming, you can go into weather mode, find the channel for your local tower, NOAA tower. You might find one or two channels that are working, and you'll be able to hear the latest weather forecast. If there's a storm coming and you're outdoors and you're already standing under a tower, turn off the radio and run indoors. Yeah, uh, you, if you think a storm's coming, don't stand under a tower. <laughs> this metal, especially. Yeah. Um, do we cover what uh, the the different terms uh, FRS? GMRS actually means General Mobile Radio Service. FRS means Family Radio Service. And um, on a 22-channel radio, channels 1 through 14 are part of that FRS service, and channels 1 through 7 and 15 through 22 are technically part of the GMRS service. There's some differences between the two in that FRS is limited to half a watt of transmit power. GMRS, you're allowed to transmit up to 5 watts of power. So uh, if you buy a higher-powered consumer radio like the GXT-1000 that we're going to be reviewing later, and you're on channel 8, which is an FRS-only channel, you're not going to take advantage of the full power of that radio. You need to be on channels 1 through 7 or 15 through 22 in order to take advantage of the true 5-watt power that that radio offers and a lot of other radios. We hear a lot that... um, a customer's not getting the range they're expecting out of the radio, well, they're on channel 9, and the radio automatically drops to half a watt of power because that's an FRS channel. And that's something that most people aren't going to know, and the manuals don't really point out. The power and range of the radio, we just touched on that a little bit, is something else that people are looking at when they're shopping for a consumer radio. That's uh, really the major difference between high and low price models. If you're looking at a two-pack that's $29.99 and a two-pack that's $69.99, in all probability, that lower cost radio is going to be a a weaker powered radio. You're not going to get nearly as much transmit power or range out of the lower price radio as you would the high price radio. So you get what you pay for, basically. Um, You do. When it comes to range, you get what you pay for. If you're looking for a radio to just use around the house or, you know, within a quarter mile or something like that, a lower price radio might work fine for you. But if you're expecting to get half mile, mile, two miles out of a radio, you're not going to get that with, with a lot of these low price models. Another thing that we see a lot of is, is uh, people that are confused because all the radios in the consumer category seem to overinflate the range claims that they get. And uh, Anthony, you're the sales manager, you probably see this a lot, where people say, My, the box says it's going to get 36 miles of range, but I'm only getting a mile. I'm only getting two miles. I see that quite often. A lot of folks think there's something wrong with the radio or we're, we're misleading them. What they've got to understand is this. The manufacturers, they test these in optimal conditions. Optimal conditions in the manufacturers are over open water, 
over you know mountaintop to valley clear uh, line of view site which that's great they may get 36 miles basically all they have to do is make out part of that transmission to be able to advertise that in our descriptions of our, our products we're not going to sugarcoat it it'll say yes it gets 36 mile range per the manufacturer we always will put down in parentheses what you're going to get typically in urban conditions what we're all used to you know folks are using these in buildings folks are using these in theme parks shopping malls things like that you're going to have obstructions that are going to get in the way and, and hinder how much distance you get transmission wise but we will always put it in there it's just varies on where you're using those radios it, it does irritate me that the manufacturers put 36 miles on these boxes and and big numbers like that do confuse people because in reality nobody's using these radios over a, a huge valley where they're going to be able to truly get 36 miles and you have line of sight in reality people are using these radios in a city or you know on the highway places like that where it's unreasonable that you could get more than two or three miles out of the radios if you're if you're lucky depending on where you are right well there's lots of factors that are going to determine your range if i'm using them on my farm i'm going to get you know better distance better range Mm -hmm. if i'm using them in new york city of course i've got millions of people walking around and millions of cars and buses and tall buildings that are going to affect my range. Anything that is basically solid is going to affect your range. The weather can play a factor in your range. You know, if it's extremely foggy, that's going to lower your range of, uh, of transmissions to from point A to point B. Um, How much do you think fog cuts down on that? Never tested it. I don't think it's much. Um, I don't think it would be as much as if you were using them in a city setting or if you were using them in a building that is uh, 100,000 square feet with uh, brick walls and concrete walls and Mm. 200 rooms in it. Terrain can also have a big impact. Like if you're in a, a very hilly area, signals from a radio won't penetrate earth. So if you're on one side of a hill and someone in your party is on the other side of a hill, that signal is traveling over their heads, over the top of that hill. Okay. What about call tones? Uh, call tones is something that you see on pretty much every radio that we sell. That is um, a little uh, button, usually on the front of the radio, that sends out a tone of some kind, like a phone ringing or a buzzing sound of some kind. Really what it does is, is send that tone, transmits that tone, over the frequency or the channel that you're currently tuned to and then everybody in your party that's also on that channel hears the the phone ringing or the buzzing sound or if you're on one of our camo models a a duck call or something like that so it it basically sends a tone out to all the other radios in in your group and that's useful to get someone's attention that's really what it's for if you're talking and nobody's responding to you maybe send out a call tone and uh, maybe they'll hear that it's also good for mic checks. You know, make sure everybody's on the same channel, everybody's on the same uh, privacy code, eliminator code, same settings basically as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not on that same setting, of course, that ringing or duck call or whatever is not going to come through to your radio. Cool little feature. 
cool feature, but um, we can't really program our own yet, right? Uh, not like uh, ringtones on cell phones. Yeah, you can't download uh, your favorite song to be your call tone, unfortunately. <laughs> Most of the time, you will see radios uh, have five built-in call tones, and you can select from those five up to, I think I've seen maybe 20. But outside of that, no, not, nothing. Now, the one that you were uh, mentioning before, I think that has, what, 11? Which one? The camo. Yeah, it's got the it's got the animal sounds as well as the ringing sounds, the different uh, tones. But it's got the it's got like a cougar and a duck and and uh, I can't remember the others, but it's, 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 yeah, it's 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 geared towards hunters, um, outdoors folks. The regular GXT one thousand has ten call tones, and I believe the uh, ten fifty, which is the camo version of uh, the GXT one thousand has an extra five mm-hmm. um, for the animals. Yeah. Now, you were talking about how, how weather affects the range quite a bit. I, want, I wanted to get back to that for just a second. Rain, heavy rain, besides fog, the rain can cut that down considerably? It could, yes. Okay. Um, it, it, you got It's not going to be as severe as solid obstructions, trees, mm-hmm. hilly terrain, uh, buildings, cars, those t- sorts of things. It's not going to be as uh, affected as much as those will. Oh, okay. I've never tested it. I've I've always heard that, but it's. I think it's very minimal. I don't think it's um, anything that would cause that much of concern. Unless you're in the water, and it's not going to get much. Uh, yeah. At all, which brings up another thing. If you're, uh, if you're underwater, you've got other other issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help! I'm in the water. Um, and, but that brings up uh, waterproofing. Most of the radios aren't really meant for use in or under the water. A, a uh, lot of the radios in, in this category we're looking at today um, claim to be weather resistant, which doesn't mean a whole lot. No guarantees. Maybe they'll work in the rain. Maybe they won't work in the rain. They kind of claim to be okay in a light rain, I believe is what the manufacturers will tell you, in a model that, that claims to be weather resistant. There's a couple of models that take it a little further. The the Midland GXT-1000 that we're looking at today claims to be a waterproof radio. Well, there's obviously degrees of waterproofing. I mean, will it um, work okay in the rain or will it hold up to being completely submerged in water? And the GXT-1000 falls somewhere in that range. It is JIS-4 certified, which means that if you get the radio dirty you can put it under a faucet and rinse it off but it cannot be completely submerged in water uniden has a model the 3689 gmr 3689 that is completely submersible waterproof jis7 that's been a very popular radio for us since it came out and it it works great it even floats so if you drop it in a lake it's not going to sink it's going to be okay it's going to float on the surface now, another thing that we, we see on product descriptions, and we have on product descriptions on the radios, is, is mil-spec. What exactly is mil-spec? Mil-spec means that the radio passes certain standards of durability. It can handle a drop from 10 feet, for example. In the consumer radio category, I don't know of any consumer-grade radio that we have that claims to be mil-spec, mainly business radios that... that make that claim. There has been a recently 
a new model that was announced. It's not available yet. The, the GXT 5000 from Midland, the available second, third quarter, 2011. It's going to be a mil spec GMRS radio. And, you know, we'll have to wait on that model to see how well it works. Great. What's scrambling? Scrambling is another feature that you don't see a lot on uh, GMRS radios. Um, in fact, it's illegal to uh, implement that feature on GMRS radios. On business radios, scrambling is just a way of encrypting communications from one radio to another. If you have scramble codes added to your frequency on your radio, then um, people eavesdropping through a scanner will find it a little more difficult to understand what you're saying. It doesn't mean that your communications is secure by any means at all. It just means that, you know, you might sound a little garbled through a scanner and um, the algorithms for scrambling are fairly standard. So if somebody really wanted to understand what you were saying, they could figure it out. It's just sort of an extra layer of privacy. So if anybody out there is scrambling, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, it's uh, funny. They, um, Actually, a while back, Midland um, was fined by the FCC because they added a scrambling feature to some of their high-end GMRS radios. According to Midland, the FCC never really made it clear whether or not this functionality was allowed, and um, the FCC cleared it up by um, hitting them with a fine, yeah. I guess that clears things up. It it sort of did that. You don't see scrambling on uh, GMRS radios anymore. Well, um... Why would somebody go with a lower-priced radio? You know, I have folks that will ask, what's the difference between your, your 1999 radios and your 6999 radios? And a lot of people would say about 40 bucks, mm. well, But that's yeah. not true, yeah. yeah. Well, biggest difference is this. They're all going to communicate. Your lower-end models typically will have less bells and whistles. They may not come with rechargeable batteries. Um, If they do come with a rechargeable battery, it may be um, something that uh, consists of uh, three AAA batteries that go into the radio, and then there's a pigtail plug that plugs into an actual charging dock or station. Some of your lower-end models don't support the privacy codes or eliminator codes. Your higher-end models, they're going to give you the more bells and whistles. They're going to give you a little bit more power. They're going to give you the rechargeable battery options as well as using, if you get in a pinch, you can use uh, regular alkaline batteries in there. Some take double A's, some take triple A's, which is a, a nice feature if you're camping or, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But they're going to give you the weather reports. They're going to give you vibrate mode. They're going to give you a lot of extra features that those $20 radios are not going to give you. Typically, you see the $20 radios going for, I get a lot of folks that, have kids that want to play cops and robbers outside and they want to they don't want to invest $70 but hey we'll buy them the $20 set which is fine for you know out in the yard um, a little bit in the house depending on how big your home is we'll get you typically again back to depending on where you're using them a quarter mile uh, in, in, in typical situations but you can always always call and and we'll lead you in the correct direction. You let us know what your application is. If you are buying for your children, or if you're taking them on a cruise ship, or uh, using them for a vacation, let us know that we will we'll suggest the correct model for you. 
and and be honest with you. We won't sugarcoat anything to you know. We won't oversell you, but we'll put you in the right radio. Great. Okay, there's another type of radio out there known as MERS. What is that? MERS is uh, it stands for multi-use radio service, and um, this technically falls into the consumer radio category because the FCC has said MERS is is set aside. The frequencies in MERS are set aside for consumer use. But unlike GMRS and FRS, MERS uses VHF frequencies. VHF frequencies, um, as opposed to UHF frequencies, which is where um, GMRS and FRS lie, VHF frequencies are better for outdoor use. They are poorer than UHF as far as penetrating steel and concrete structures. But uh, they do tend to travel a little further outside and uh, sort of hug the earth a little better. So if you're using your radio exclusively outdoors, MERS may be a good option for you. Now, MERS is limited to 2 watts of transmit power, but they're not as popular radios, so you're going to be subject to less interference. And right now, the only official MERS radios that I'm aware of are made by Motorola, and they're business-grade radios. So that's another advantage of MERS. If you're looking for a higher-quality radio, these are mil-spec radios. They have uh, business-quality chassis, lithium batteries. They're great quality radios. Considerably more expensive now than standard FRS, GMRS radios, but you do get what you pay for. It's a good quality radio. Works well outdoors, but you know if you've um, got a group and you're buying a radio and uh, everybody else has GMRS radios, your MERS radio will not talk to those. So everybody has to have the same type of radio. It's either MERS or no MERS. MERS or no MERS, or GMRS or no GMRS. Well, it sounds like a great radio for environmentalists because it likes to hug the earth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. A good one. Well, we've tested a popular handheld radio, the Midland GXT-1000 VP4. What did we think of it? Well, stick around, because that's coming up next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for Two-Way Radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. My Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we have a review of the Midland GXT-1000 VP4. Uh, we, we tested the Midland GXT-1000 VP4. By far, 
our most popular radio, consumer radio that we carry. Lots of calls, lots of interest on this radio. This radio does boast 5 watts of transmit power, which is unbelievable for a consumer radio. Of course, Midland, back to our range issue, they're going to tell you 36 miles. If you get 36 miles, call me let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear where you got 36 miles. Typically, about 2 miles. I've had some folks get further range, again, depending on where they're using them. Awesome, awesome little radio. It does have your 22 FRS GMRs channels. It does also take it a step further. Uh, it will give you 28 additional channels on top of that 22. Basically, what they've done with this is is they've taken the channels 1 through 22 and added privacy codes slash eliminator codes pre-programmed into that radio. Of course, you can change on your 1 through 22. You can change your frequencies and privacy codes to match uh, those radios. Uh, other folks may be using your, your uh, Motorola's, Cobra's, Unitas, etc. Lots of features in this radio. A lot of folks like this radio because... Uh, of the weather features. It does support NOAA, um, which is going to is supported in your area. It will transmit, if you get on one of these weather channels, it will it'll let you know mm-hmm. the weather issues going on outside. But it also will give you weather alerts. Basically, if there's a, a hazard or a weather threat in the area, it will alert your radio that, hey, you know, if you're that tower is putting it off, hey, we've got a tornado coming through or a tsunami or whatever, get undercover. Lots of folks love that. Other features include vibrate alert, self explanatory instead of having a, um, if you're skiing, if you're in an area where you're not going to be able to hear that, that beep come across, it will vibrate like your cell phone. It does have a support Vox. For all of you that uh, don't know what Vox is, Vox is a uh, is, uh, voice activation uh, transmission. Uh, basically, uh, with Vox, it, it picks up on sound, so you don't have to hit the push to talk. Uh, it's supported with or without a headset. Uh, mostly you see folks using it with a headset. Vox is a tricky thing, though. Vox, yeah, be careful with Vox. You do. And where Midland has gone... The extra mile is this. If you're in an area at all that uses any kind of noise, if if I'm sitting here and, I'm, and I've got my radio on and I'm not talking to anybody, but my phone starts ringing or somebody starts coughing, whatever, if that mic picks it up, it's going to start transmitting. Oh, I see, yeah. It's a great feature, but it's not, it's not good for uh, if you're at a concert or anywhere where there's going to be any kind of noise that's transmitting. Midland has added a feature that you're able to adjust the sensitivity level of the microphone, which is nice. You can make it ultra-sensitive to where it picks up any little bit of sound, or you can make it, on one of the higher levels, you can make it uh, not as sensitive. So it takes a lot more to activate that mic. I think there's nine or ten levels of sensitivity, and uh, typically you might see three. Correct. So the, the bottom line on, on Vox, the important thing to remember really is to uh, why, be careful what you say. <laughs> it's true. And, 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 you know, too, if you... It's you, like being around little kids. <clears throat> well, not only that, but you can also... Um, it, it can be dangerous. It, if you're 
in an area where there's constant noise coming across, mm-hmm. that radio is going to be in transmit mode the whole time. If somebody else needs to use that that radio, that channel that you're on, it's going to block they, them. They won't be able to. It'll, it'll, it'll block mm-hmm. them out. They won't be able to transmit over it. But like I said, it's a neat little feature. But there's there's certain scenarios where yes, it'll be good for you. No, probably not. I also hear from time to time that. Um, the beginning of your transmission can get cut off yes. with Vox, and and that's because it, it takes half a second, some radios a second maybe before the radio realizes that you're talking and um, starts transmitting. So um, don't be surprised if the first little bit of your transmission gets gets uh, whacked. On top of that, though, this is a nice little kit that they've put together as well on their GXT 1000s and the the 1050s, which is the camo version of the the 1000s they do put together a really nice pack for you two radios per set you get a nice desktop charger you do get uh, your two uh, NICAD batteries I've used the Midlands I use the GXT 900s which were the 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 radios before the 1000s the 900s were great but they really improved the 1000s to really blow the 900s out of the water I think they actually have uh, nickel metal hydride batteries a little better than the oh, NICADs. Okay. Yeah, I know the old ones used to have the, the NICADs. Decent battery life. It all depends on how much you're transmitting. Every time you hit that push-to-talk button, it's going to drain the battery. Mm-hmm. And if you get constant communication, it's definitely going to affect your hours of use. It's like a cell phone. A cell phone has a standby time. Mm-hmm. Um, this radio will knock itself down to a lower power. If it knows it has not been used for a certain amount of time, it will knock it down to a lower power, which is nice to help conserve your battery. Also coming with that kit, uh, of course, you get your, your AC wall adapter. You do get a car adapter as well, which is nice, especially for folks that are driving, cam- cam- driving <laughs> camping, things like that. Yeah. I know I took advantage of the, of the car charger in, in my uh, trip I just took. You know, basically plugs into the back of the dual desktop charger, plugs directly into your cigarette lighter. Uh, and then it does come with the uh, the two headsets as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome little kit, though. Just uh, it's great package it is um Mm -hmm. i used to set on my cruise that i was just on and it worked phenomenal on the boat i'm just surprised that uh, a little radio this size and for this price gets as much range as it does especially on something like a cruise ship i've used them in the mountains i've used them on the boats i've used them in theme parks and have always had fantastic use out of them they've never let me down it's uh not the smallest consumer radio that we have. Do you have the dimensions, Danny? Yeah, I believe it's about, with the antenna, just under eight inches tall, about two and a half inches wide, and an inch and a quarter deep. Okay. And, yeah, it's, it is a little larger than most um, GMRS radios, but I, I think that's because of the waterproofing. They kind of bulk I think you're up right. a little bit. And it's easier to keep up with. It does have a uh, an awesome belt clip on it. Uh, it's got more of a business-grade belt clip on it snaps into place it is spring loaded it doesn't swivel and do things like that but it's attached to the actual radio um very strong unit um if you've got it on and you 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 know typical little bumps and things through doorways things like that it's going to withstand it programming very simple very very simple Uh, all your buttons are on the front Uh, it has a, a menu button where you can cycle through all your different menus to change your privacy codes your weather alerts your call sounds vibrate mode things like that but it's all very very simple to use all the buttons are located on the front 
besides the push to talk, which is on the side, obviously, but it's very, very simple to use. Midland has really done a nice job with this radio, and the fact that it's our number one selling consumer radio says quite a bit. It's um, easy to hold. It's easy to, it is, to handle. It is. It's, um, it, it may be difficult for small children, mm-hmm. uh, smaller hands, but the push-to-talk is, is very simple to push. It's not uh, got a lot of tension on it, um, things like that. This also works with regular AA batteries. If you're in a pinch and your, your battery's dead, throw four AA's in it, and um, you're good to go again. That's cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is nice that's for a, that's camping nice or if you're out in, in uh, nature. The only thing it doesn't have on is a little hand crank, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but we, we, we got one we or two of those, those, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We, we course, talk to a lot of customers, and, yeah. and uh, they seem to love this radio. Good. Excellent reviews on there. And as I said, please do not hesitate to call us. Uh, sales staff here from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're all knowledgeable on the different types of radios, and like I said, they will not lead you in the wrong direction. Read our reviews. We've got excellent reviews where customers have actually come back and left a review for us. I can tell you all day long that that radio is the best radio I've ever seen in my life, but that's also, uh, you know, I'm selling the product. Mm -hmm. So some folks may take that as, well, he's selling it. That's what they're going to say. They're not going to tell you it's junk. They're going to tell you it's great. The customer reviews will, t- you know, it's a you're getting a, a real account of someone's usage toward this radio. What would you say are some negatives of this radio? Only negatives that I've seen: um, the sound output without an earpiece is is fine. It's typical of a consumer radio. The only complaint that I have towards it is anytime I've ever tried to use an accessory. There is an accessory port on the side to where you can plug in a speaker microphone, a headset, uh, earpieces, things like that. The sound output seems to be a little bit less quality than if you were using it without. And I've, I've had that complaint, and, and I'll tell folks, look, if you're planning on using this uh, in an environment where you'd like to wear an earpiece, you may think, you may you let me put you on something else. It's just a volume issue. It's, it's a volume it's, issue. It's it's. It's something that I wish they would fix. You know, I can say it till I'm blue in the face. It may not, but it's. I wouldn't let it take away from the rest of the radio. Yeah, it's, I mean, for, it's, for it's all of the a, other features, it sounds like it, that's just a minor. It's, that's just it's a, a minor thing. I think typically Probably not as noticeable either with a regular earpiece, but with like a speaker microphone, yes. you're really going to notice it because it, it's not right on your ear anyway. If you've got a surveillance microphone or earpiece or a, a, an earbud style earpiece. You're going to be okay. You're, you're going to, because you have actually something going into your ear, it's right there at it, you, you will be fine. Speaker microphones will, you know, their output is not as, it doesn't work as well. But that's the only negative. I mean, I, I wish I... Uh, yeah. Wish you had more negative things well, to say about it. <laughs> well, I wish, I mean, uh, if there was something else we're, out we're there. We're not holding back. We yeah, I would, if there was something else out there, I would, I would, I would definitely like to I put on the table, but it's... That's, I think that speaks uh, good things about the radio. Um, you know, I get a lot of feedback from folks, and they will tell me, you know, what they can, what can improve about the radio and what, you know, the changes we can make. Unfortunately, I'm not in charge of that. We can always mention it to uh, engineers and things like that with the companies, the manufacturers, whether it gets done or not, it's up to them. 
but really I, I just I, it's it's a great great radio you cannot go wrong with this radio if you if you're looking for the weather channels if you're looking for the vibrate just different things like that you you this radio's got it for you and it's going to give you your range it's the real deal it really is wow what's the price range on this radio on Let's the on out. the the gxt 1000s are going to start off at uh, 69.99 plus shipping it's sister radio the gxt 1050 the camo version is ten dollars more 79.99 people will ask why that's the camo issue if you're going to pay more for the camo because it is a licensed deal but uh and camo's just cool camo's cool it seems to be the thing now Uh, lots of hunters like it um i I guess it keeps them from the bears and the ducks and the deer from seeing it on you I, I, i don't know but people do like it okay so um and it sounds like a pretty good product and a pretty good price. Yeah, we we recommend it. Well, great. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, get into some Q and A here. With, you know, some questions from folks who are uh, looking to find out some more information about two-way radios. Great. And uh, we've pulled up some questions here from our forums. We've got several here. Uh, let me start off with uh, one from. Uh, he calls himself Summer Helly, and uh, Summer Helly writes. Our neighborhood has an emergency preparedness plan. When needed, they announce a radio check with time and date uh, on a specific channel, subchannel, and anyone can tune into the radio to check to verify communication in the case of an emergency. And these are just tests. Most of the folks currently in charge of this radio check use Motorola's. And although I think that the Motorola's are great radios, I don't necessarily want to be tied to their choice. And uh, he says he's considering the following radios here, uh, the Motorola MR350, the Midland GXT1000, and the Cobra CRX925. Now, he has two questions here. One, can each of these radios communicate just fine between them if set to the same channel and privacy code? And the second question is, uh, the folks in charge of this radio check say to set our radios to a particular channel or subchannel. However, all the radios I've researched do not reference a subchannel, but only a privacy code. Is this the same thing as a subchannel? That's a great question. Um, Like we talked about earlier in the show, all those radios use GMRS and FRS frequencies, so they are completely compatible, and um, the guy is correct. As long as he has the same channel and privacy code selected between all the radios, they will all talk. The one little gotcha may be that uh, Midland uses privacy codes, or they number their privacy codes in a slightly different way, whereas Motorola will have privacy codes going from 1 to 121, or however many uh, the radio supports. Midland breaks theirs out into 38 analog privacy codes and the rest, usually 83 digital privacy codes. All the radio manufacturers support the analog digital privacy code system. They just don't break it out into separate things. So if um, Motorola privacy code is 40, then on his Midland, he's going to need to be on digital privacy code 2. As long as the privacy code is 1 through 38, it's going to be the same regardless of the brand of radio. Anthony? Hey, he hit it right on the head. Um as always, if you've got a question, if you need a manual, typically we'll usually have all the manuals for these models on our website. If it's during business hours, feel free to pick up the phone. Give us a call. Hit us up on chat. 
if you need help, if you don't quite understand how to put those privacy codes or eliminator codes in, give us a call. Uh, all our sales staff will be glad to help you with it. Great. Call us if you get confused. I'll do that. <laughs> okay, the next question comes from Medicine Ball. I'm not making this up. <laughs> That's, calls himself Medicine Ball. I got this radio because it got good reviews, the price was right, and the administration of my college keeps them for emergencies. I figured that meant they must be good. I got them yesterday, and they seemed fine. But, and that's a big but he has here. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's, it's in capital letters. Okay? Medicine ball has a large butt. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But as near as I can tell from the literature that came with them, you can't leave them in the charger. But the college has left them in the charger going on a year now. Are those ruined and no one knows it yet, or can they be left in the charger? Many thanks to all, um, and this is a sign, Medicine Ball. Consumer radios typically are going to have NICAD, uh, nickel cadmium, uh, or uh, nickel metal hydrate batteries. Those two kinds of batteries, those are the batteries you, that are known to build memories, things like that. It's funny that you mentioned a school we know that most schools are not in in uh, year round. Typically, they'll be in school start uh, in August, first of September, and end end of May, first of June, and then they're gone from June to August. Your best bet on the consumer radios: don't leave them on the charger. They will eventually fry the batteries. You definitely always want to drain the batteries completely before you stick them back on the the charger. In other words, you don't want to use them for thirty minutes and then stick them back on the charger for another twelve hours. Uh, that can damage the batteries over time. A little advice I give, especially schools, if you're, you know, last day of school is June 1st and you're, you know, shutting everything down to go enjoy summer vacation, definitely take your radios and take the batteries out, uh, store the batteries in a Ziploc bag outside of the radio. Mm -hmm. um, although it's not, uh, the radio may not be on, the radio is still pulling from that battery. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you happen to have a battery issue and it leaks or something like that in the radio, it could destroy the radio. I've, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that where, you know, they shut the air conditioning off in the uh, school or store it uh, somewhere where it's, you know, warm uh, or hot. Uh, I've seen where, you know, batteries have exploded or, or leaked inside of a radio. They're and, all corroded and, and everything that, like that. And then yeah. you're, you're calling me saying, I need uh, school starts in a week and I need some more radios. But uh, always do that. You don't want to leave them on the charger. It will damage them over time. Thankfully, batteries range anywhere from uh, uh, 1195 up to 1999. Generally, for your uh, your consumer radios, we carry most of your replacement parts for the consumer radios that we carry, as well as others that we don't carry. Give us a call. Give us a battery number. We can usually find it for you if we don't have it. Business radios are a little bit different. Uh, not to start a whole new conversation here or subject here the business radios typically use lithium batteries lighter batteries better technology they will not build up memories you can leave those on chargers typically any radios that use lithium are going to have a smart charger in other words that charger knows when that radio is completely charged and it'll shut the charger off and not burn the battery up mm -hmm. if he's talking about consumer definitely no i would not leave them on um on the charger for for the whole summer or 
even a, a two or three week Christmas vacation, I wouldn't leave them on mm-hmm. um, on the charger because it's uh, over time. You may not see it right away, but over time, it will affect the batteries. Good answer. Well, uh, the next question comes from Fidel Blastro. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. You can't make these up. Well, somebody did, but it wasn't me. <laughs> Fidel Blastro. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> if that's your real name, I'm sorry. All right. Um, Fidel Blastro writes, I have zero experience with FRS, GMRS radios, and will be buying a pair for short, medium-range uh, communications for camping, half a mile to one mile. What are the good brands or models and which brands to stay away from? I do have plenty of experience working with digital handhelds. He says he's a firefighter. Uh, so I'm comfortable with using them. So my main concern isn't getting a super easy-to-use model, but I don't want a super complicated one either. want to spend under $100 since I've never used these short-range radios before. What sort of sound quality can I expect, and how long will they typically stay charged? Did he mention what radios he was looking at? Um, he was kind of looking at a Motorola MR355R. I think he said uh, someone mentioned that to him, uh, but he's not sure. He, he was looking for some advice on, on the that. The Motorola that he's looking at uh, would probably be a good choice for, uh, for his application. Uh, that's one of the higher-powered Motorola radios. I would uh, consider either that one or one of the Midland GXT models. The Midland models are probably going to give him more power. If he's using it for camping and he's looking for a half-mile to a mile, depending on the terrain, that half-a-mile to a mile may be pushing it for a radio. So a high-powered radio like the Midland GXT series may be a better choice. I know we mentioned sound quality. And uh, typically we found that the sound quality on the Motorola radios is a little better than Midland. So I guess it comes down to if he wants a little more range, go with the Midland. If he wants a slightly better sound quality, he can go with the Motorola. Okay. He's on it today. He's got it. I'm in the zone here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, Music Man 185 writes... Uh, the Motorola MR350R, another Motorola MR350R question. I guess. Great radio. Myself and six friends all went on a snowboarding trip this past weekend. Some carried cell phones with them. Uh, most didn't for fear of falling on them and breaking them. Uh, we're all new to snowboarding. And we all quickly realized it was going to be very difficult to stay with one another or even know where the others were. I've looked into quite a few two-way radios, and I think I've narrowed my decision to the Motorola MR350 and the Cobra CXR800. What do you guys think of each, and which would you recommend? The only times these radios would be put to use uh, is on snowboard trips on the mountain, or is there a better option for ski slopes? I'd stick with the Motorola. I mean, they're both good products. The Motorola, one, is very lightweight. The Cobra is as well, but... uh, the biggest thing on this one here is is if you're snowboarding, you don't want to have to keep pulling that radio out of your jacket. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're probably going to want to switch to some sort of speaker microphone or uh, an earpiece with a push-to-talk on it. The accessories options, the number of options for the Motorola's are, are greater than the, than the Cobra's. The sound quality is going to be decent. Range, again, we're getting back into that range thing. You know, if you don't want to, if if you don't care, if you're not going to use an earpiece, I would probably then go with, uh, again, the GXT 1000s. 
to give you that little bit more range. Typically what we've seen though, we do, uh, skiers or snowboarders, they typically like to have something that's a little bit lighter um, and they want the best sound output because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten they're going to wear some sort of earpiece on them. Um, it's hard to hit a uh, to grab a radio out of a coat with with gloves on, hit the push to talk with your gloves on, things like that. So I see that a lot more of them are, are using some sort of earpiece device with that radio. Good answer. Okay. Good answer. Yeah, great answer. Send in your comments and questions to Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforums.com. Before we close, is there anything else uh, you guys want to add? Thanks for listening. Give us a call. Always, like I said, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, our sales staff will be glad to help you. If you want to talk to one of the sales staff, if you want to talk to myself, we're here. Chats, emails, and read read our blogs. We do have lots of good information out there that you can read that will answer a lot of questions you may have where we may list more than the manufacturer may list. So uh, definitely take a second to read those. Uh, so call Anthony. He, he likes calls. Uh, call me. The more calls, the better. Today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I am Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster. I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. <laughs>